0: This book would be your very best first self-help habit book
1: to mm-hmm. read. Your identity reinforces the habit and the habit reinforces your identity. By doing it, you simply remind yourself of who you are aspiring
0: to be and who God has made you to be. You've never read any sort of self-help book on habits. This would be the perfect place to start. Mm-hmm. Hello and good day. Welcome to another episode of The Consultant and The Coach with my good buddy, Josh, who's the consultant. I'm the coach. We're Christians, good friends, running buddies, book nerds. Our goal is to produce this podcast so we can apply our 40 plus years of coaching, consulting, business, leadership experience because it's all about you and helping you out in your business. So Josh, what do we have going on today, man? Hey,
1: yeah, really great book. Uh, you can see it here. We got it in front of us, The Power to Change by Craig Grishel. Uh, we're going to be getting some, getting into that book. Uh, Craig's a pastor of a very large church here, but also trying to help folks think about mastering the habits that matter most. And we picked this book uh, because, unfortunately, we see leaders uh, and companies fail time and time again because of inconsistency Um, about the most important things. We're going to talk about what that means, how to be more consistent as a leader and as a business um, and what we see and and ways we think this book can apply to that. So today we're talking about the first episode is going to be the book review and then as you guys have been following us a while know next will come the business application and we'll do a business case today or for the next episode and then um, also a life application so it should be good.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed the book. What's our devotion this morning?
1: Yeah, excellent. Um, so Romans 12.2, mm-hmm. and the nice thing about this book written by a pastor was there were several scriptural references, so it was much easier to come up with those than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and
0: for those who don't know, Craig Rochelle, mm-hmm. I think, I think if not the largest church in the United States, it's one of the top five churches in terms of size so he Perfect, is yeah. the life.church right uh, it's, it's life church out of oklahoma yeah but they have lots and lots of locations and you probably even if you've never heard of life church you probably might use their app they made and produced the bible app which is the number one bible uh free bible app on the internet, it is amazing. So, uh, this, this is Craig uh, Grishel from that church. So, yeah, what's our devotion this morning, man?
1: Excellent. Yeah. So, Romans 12 2 says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And I think the first thing we want to talk about is just um, by allowing ourselves to be transformed into a new identity in Christ, we can then establish. The Habits and Patterns Which Enable Us to More Fully Embrace God's Purpose for Us. And the reason that matters is because, as we'll talk about today, and a lot of things that I appreciate, Craig's book and and several other habits books, uh, or apparently habitology is a whole study, um, you can't just willpower your way through it. It's about identity first. And so the transformation starts on sort of the inner sense of who you are and your identity. And, of course, those of us as Christians would say that's about being transformed into Christ. And then from that foundation... Habits and, and change and consistency and the results of that are possible. So, we look forward to talking about that
0: today. And the thing I love about this book is I was trying to figure out who was this book built towards. Yeah, and sure. th- this book, I would say, if someone has never read any sort of habit forming book, mm-hmm. this I would say is a great, great first place for them to start. And because he's like, hey, what are habits? Because we've all tried to change something and we've all tried to fail. This is an amazing book of like, hey, this is how we start to change habits. And this is what it looks like biblically.
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah, it depends on what your goal is. So I would say this book was, it was okay. And Gavin, and I'm a person who's actually read a lot of habits, set a lot of habits. So I'm pretty far down that road. So maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. Um, I would say it's an okay book, depending on where you want to start. I would also say, though, The Atomic Habits by James Clear, which he references references a lot. That's also a good book. Mm -hmm. Another book he didn't reference, but I know you and I have, at least I've started, I think you're further on or maybe have finished Habits of the Household
0: by Justin Early. Amazing book. Another great book on habits. But but where I wrote with this book, this book is, I, I said, would be your very best first self help habit book to read. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this would be the first one. If you are talking with someone or if you've never read any sort of self help book on habits, this would be the perfect place to start. Mm -hmm. If you jump into like, you know, some of those other habit books, it might go way over your head because they're they're Mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. Now if I'm talking to CEO who has read Several books, I probably would not start with this book.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I appreciate that he he was able to actually take a lot of the habit thinking but then really overlay the importance of faith and and Christian identity to that because it's like anything, you know, science is reflective of who God made us to be, so there's certainly some aspects of that we can learn from, which he does, but he, you know, ties it back to the most important truths of faith, which is good Mm -hmm. as well.
0: So what was your favorite part of the book?
1: Oh... Well, so again, this is from someone who's read a lot of habits books and probably has a higher standard than, I'm not the person who's never read a, a book on habits before. I would say the most compelling piece to me was that I, I would say I liked the way he, way he started, right? Around the who not do, mm-hmm. right? Not that it went downhill from there, but it, that was the most important thing. So I'm glad he got to that first, Right. Um, So I think that was very helpful in terms of recognizing who we are. You know, I appreciated his story about um, being a pastor who, there was like a fight in the like from the local school, like mm-hmm. that you know, and they went to the, the parking lot of where his church oh, office was, right? And he wanted to go out there and cheer him on, just because that's sort of our sinful nature, right? But he realized in his identity that being a Christian and a peacemaker and a pastor, yeah, the, he there, could not go out there and so what do happened? Anything there was a fight in the parking lot right, 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 of, a, a of local their high school. Office, yeah, local high tr- school kids mm-hmm. showing up. It wasn't the kids from the people from the church. <laughs> clarify. Um, right. Yeah, kids from the high school. Apparently, they didn't. They just moved into that space. Didn't know that that was sort of the spot for kids to go after school when mm-hmm. there was a fight to be had.
0: But then we had this. Yeah. We had this thing come up. Do it? Does he cheer the fight on, right. or he comes in as a Christian? Well, that's not part of my identity. Is to yeah. stir up. Hey, fight, 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 right, right, fight. Right, right, no, right, right, right. it's like, hey, guys, yeah, let's not do this. Right, right, I right, can't. Right. I'm a Christian. It's part of my identity. Part of your identity. Yeah. But, but it was I lo- a good example. I love that illustration because I was thinking of myself because. Some people say, hey, have you ever smoked a cigar? Have you ever smoked cigarettes? And this funny thing, I've never touched it. Why? Because my identity as a runner, I would never put something in my lungs because right. I am a runner. Right. And, you know, its just, that is my identity. Now, if I were a smoker, I would say, well, I'm going to now be a runner. So because of our identity, it's the who not do is how he would call it. And right. I really like that.
1: Well, but here's a question I thought of this, and I hope it's okay I ask you this question, because I know that you struggle with ADHD, right? Absolutely. Right. And one of the things I thought about was sort of funny is to me, at least I was curious your thoughts on this, thinking about you when I was reading this, was he talked about um, you do what you do because of what you think of you. And, and later on in the book he also talks about, you know, the importance is thinking about when you feel tempted to do something in the short term, it's about thinking about your long term goals. Mm-hmm. But but you struggle Swirl? with ADHD. Like, is that how is that is that hard for you to keep those things in? Like, how it's, easy is that okay, for, so for someone you're from your perspective? Into, right? I
0: had, I was going to yeah. start with all the good things about the. Book. Oh, oh, okay, I'm but sorry. You, all right, you, 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 sorry, you, I, I you saw it right away. No, but you already pulled up. I said um we didn't compare notes he by did the not so, come up with what about personality types and non-neurotypical right, so you right, are right. a neurotypical very linear this works for you but for someone that has yeah, let's yep. say autism adhd or any other sort of yep, yep, non-neurotypical yep. there are a lot of things he did not touch on this book okay. and i was like yeah a lot of these will not work because i I am not made that
1: that's way. what I was wondering I, yeah I know you well enough to know and again for those who are listening we didn't compare notes before and, I and just was out of my and straight And so
0: this is where I would say if someone is not a neurotypical. and you jump into this book, there are going to be areas of this book that are just flat out not going to work because that's not taken into account. Yeah, And I do feel there's got to be some sort of disclaimer. And that's kind of where like, oh, come on. he. So it, it, that was a big miss in the book.
1: Yeah. And I, would you think it was a miss or do you think it was just the level at which the book was written was sort of so surfaced that it wasn't like he avoided a depth you didn't go deep anywhere the the book is a
0: very surface level book but even on surface level books there's gotta at least be a caveat i mean of the 20 jokes that are in the book take one of the jokes off out and at least reference what about someone with adhd what about someone with autism what about someone who has ptsd that has to be taken into account as we try to change habits because as i've coached people what has happened is You know, we can go through if A, then B, then C to change behavior. But if there's some underlying condition, it needs to be addressed with a trained professional. If it's serious, like PTSD, that Mm -hmm. needs to be taken care of by a licensed counselor to help navigate through that before you can really get into certain habits.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. So
0: now, can I tell you my favorite part of the book? Please. Sorry. I just went to The best thing about this book, absolutely love was Grishel's reliance on scripture. So one of my biggest pet peeves in any of the books that I've read is people using science and studies. And I'm all for science. I'm all for studies. But as a Reformed Christian part of my belief is I can't contradict scripture. And this book was so scripture heavy. I absolutely loved it. He wasn't necessarily reading entire passages, but the cool part about this book is if you want to go deeper, there are all sorts of biblical stories to compare and contrast. And even I loved how he was talking about habit and he was talking about Uh, Samson, you know, it was one thing like how one, it's not like Samson just fell into prostitution. Yeah, that was a great example. He took step after step after step, and, you know, he's like, he probably took well over 50,000 steps to walk to where that was. So it was a great example of using scripture to also illustrate habits, and he did a great job of illustrating what someone and little habits such as Daniel and how that played out. I absolutely love that about this book. So if someone is a Christian who has a high regard for scripture, this book will really, really resonate. Absolutely love this.
1: I would say I agree. That was my second favorite thing in the book. But the reason it wasn't my favorite, I will say yes. And there were a few times I noted the context of the scripture did not match the application. So I would say that if you read these, just think about it. So for example, the, and it probably jumped out at me because it was one of the first scriptures in the introduction. Okay, okay. so to be fair, there's this reference to Isaiah 43, right? And it's talking about the, it's the in, in the intro, it's principle one: the experience change. To experience change at last, focus on who, not do. That's right out of the intro. And then he quotes 43. So Isaiah 43 says, "For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun." Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He applies that in terms of change to the person. That scripture has nothing to do with change in the person. That scripture has everything to do with a prophecy about Jesus. And so I was a little bit, I, was, I got my my, my um, tentacles went up real early in terms of the way that he was going to start applying scripture. So I would say, yes, it's, imp- it's great. He does many great things with scripture. But I would say, if you're going to read it, Think about the context in which it's being used. That's all I would say.
0: I would say on that scripture, yeah. that would be a both-and scripture. There's a, there's always yeah. a... The, the, in, in scripture, I'm putting on my, my MDiv hat on. In scripture, there's a primary meaning of the scripture, and you're right. That is the primary meaning in that scripture. But there are also secondary and tertiary meanings no, that can yes, be applied out. And I would say, if he were here at the table, he would say, yeah, Josh, you're totally right. However... This was an implied, you know, a secondary meaning out of that.
1: Yeah, I I think you're expecting a lot of the reader to go there. I think that's that... Most readers are not going to see that. They're going to think, oh, great, that's what's, you know... There's a lot of scriptures that get misused, in my opinion, when they're... If you don't properly uh, extrapolate on the primary purpose of the scripture, you get people confused on the meanings. So, it... I I see what you're saying. It bothered me. (laughs) So, that's why it wasn't my number one. I agree with you. It was my two. Only because of the yes and. So because most, cause like I loved the example of Samson, loved it. The example of Daniel, loved it. Like those were great. So it wasn't all bad. Mostly it was good. I was just a little hesitant. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about training, not trying?
0: Training, I loved it. You're a coach. Absolutely I mean, I loved it. Loved you're loved a coach.
1: It. I mean, you got to love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I thought, when I heard of training, not trying... Where I was going with that, and so what, what, you, what, what we have in the book is there are a lot of these little, it almost kind of reads like a Dr. Seuss book, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. uh, who not do, train not try, you know, yeah. and it reminded me a lot of Jocko Willink's uh, mm. extreme ownership, and you yeah. know, he he, he even refer, references some martial arts there, but I absolutely loved it, because as we work on things in our life, we're not just going to magically try a habit and master it. hmm and he was using uh, the example of martial arts, and he's in his 50s, and he's still working, and he's still working, and he's still working. And mm-hmm. I think I absolutely loved it because it's all about the training. What are we becoming? Mm-hmm. And even as us as Christians, the life of a Christian is one of sanctification. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my late 40s now, but I, I expect to be even better in my late 50s and then late 60s and late 70s. And he used the great example of an actor who's always looking 10 years ahead. Great, great example because it's the training we do mm-hmm. uh, to change habits. Yeah. Well, and I liked
1: it because um, what it made me think of the, a book we reviewed. If you haven't checked it out, we did a whole book review on All the War They Want – Jeff Engel mm-hmm. had a great interview with Jeff, who was kind enough to come on the show, um, and he talked about we don't rise to the level of our ambition; we fall to the level of our training.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and
1: the same thing, right? Same and concept, same idea, right? Is is trying to sort of you have this ambition and you go to the gym once or twice, thinking it's going to change your life, and and it's not. It's about settling into a training regime, a, a, a routine, a, a lifestyle of training, right? Not a not a um, big one, two, one or two days of, of
0: trying something. So I liked
1: it. I thought that was a great uh, simplification of that. Um.
0: Now, along the same lines, what I liked is, so he actually talks about how do we change? Mm-hmm. And he gets into something as simple as one of the titles of his chapter, chapters is Flossing Saved My Life. Mm-hmm. And it was, literally, it is flossing. It's like in the morning, he gets up and he flosses his teeth. Mm-hmm. Now, we can talk about the health benefits of it, but what it what he was using it is it was a habit that he started doing mm-hmm. and a very little habit. And one of the things I absolutely loved about this book is it starts small. So you're not going to read this book and say, okay, now I have to re uh, recalendar one to four hours of my day. He's right. going to say, no, you yeah. We're going to start with a habit that's one to two minutes of your day, but then it's going to have a snowball effect. You know, it's still, you know, think of snow in the winter time. You take a little snowball and you roll it and you roll it and you roll mm-hmm. it and then you have this big snowball, but it starts with a small thing. Mm-hmm. So I loved where he really focused over and over and over again on something as simple as flossing or what is that small habit that turns into a large habit.
1: And I have these conversations with people who talk to me a lot because I've, I've set a pretty extensive, some might say, obsessive <laughs> habits in my life. Um, but they're like, how do you do all that stuff? And I say, you don't. You pick one thing. Yeah. You pick one thing. So I really like that. I like that two things about that, to, I would say, to emphasize is I like that the flossing became his anchor habit, mm-hmm. right? He used that term. And I like that because it becomes this reminder of, one, you can do it, and two, your identity reinfor- reinforces the habit, and the habit reinforces your identity, right by doing it you simply remind yourself of who you are aspiring to be Mm -hmm. right and who god has made you to be um and then the other piece of that is is strategic habits and i think the flossing was less a strategic habit as much as it was an anchor habit but the strategic habits are also rooted in this idea that there's other key habits that your day is specifically chosen because it's a reflection of the wins or the aspirations you have which become wins themselves um so anyhow, I think those were, yeah, I really like that concept because I think that's what I tell a lot of people who talk to me about how to get started is I say, pick one thing, just pick one mm-hmm. thing every day, one thing every day, start your day or whatever you want to do with the one thing, you know, and that one thing will propel
0: you forward. Yeah, And this is for the next podcast yeah. when we talk business applications. But when you talk about that one thing, mm-hmm. so as I'm coaching business professionals and executives, you know what we call that in business? leading indicators what leading indicators Mm -hmm. because they'll say well I want more money in my bank balance well yeah I do too but you have to do what leading indicators turn into those lagging indicators Mm -hmm. same thing with life and I loved it because he didn't call it that from the business but he said what's the very first thing we're going to start flossing or what is that first and he nails it and spot on right in how that happens And so I, one of the other great things about the book is there are all sorts of exercises in the book. So as you're reading it through, it it is a book you could either fly through, Mm -hmm. but then if there's going to be change, there are chapters and chapters and chapters of specific exercises. Hey, sit down and do these, these few exercises. So it'd be a great, great book. For someone, like I said, a very great first self-help book for someone that wants to make a few changes. Mm
1: -hmm. And I would say if you're um, on the fence between audiobook, Kindle version, digital version, or or paper version, get the paper one if it's an option for you. Because of the fact that while this book may look a little thick, right? I was sort of intimidated when it came in. I thought, gosh, this is a lot of reading. There's a lot of white space purposely for the exercises. Mm-hmm. That's not a criticism, Mike. Right? I appreciated the exercises. Mm-hmm. And so you can, I mean, you could see even just as I was flying through it to some degree, there's lots, I have lots of notes and underlines and, and attempts to sort of engage in the exercises to some degree. So I think folks who, you know, if obviously your only choice is digital, your only choice is an audio book, then you do have to do that. But if you have a choice, go with paper mm-hmm. and, and take the time and it to was do was the meant, exercises. And it was
0: meant as a paper book. It was meant I as a paper book. Uh, yeah. I do both audi- audible Right. As okay. well as book, and I'm like some of it's just reading weird, but it was reading weird because of the exercises uh-huh. in the book. Uh-huh. So I ended up what worked my sweet spot for me as I went through the book is I had the audible with the book open, mm-hmm. and it was it worked like a charm, right? Right, which is really really great. Um, one con on the book, you know, I, I heard what you kind like, of ah, this kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but my my major pet peeve with the book is he did not utilize community community enough in the book. Mm-hmm. He made a few references. Well, this is my, my group of guys that I hang out with, or this is this. In my study of change, mm-hmm. most spectacular change happens when people are in community, large communities, mm-hmm. in churches. And when I not say... Authentic communities, is what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Easy to get in authentic communities. And I, if it were me, if this were me making the book, I actually would have had a, at least one chapter, maybe even a full section of the book on the importance of communities. Because we can, we can talk about, hey, I'm going to do this, or this is my habit. Habits really change and transform when there's a group all pulling. I'm helping you, Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh, you're helping me. I'm helping the other person out. And that is where you really see amazing work happen. And I think he would say the same thing too, but there wasn't enough in the book. And I think that 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 is where this book is, in my opinion, its greatest weakness is there's not enough on the community because community is really what helps shape people. Yeah.
1: And in the last little preview I'll give for because we're coming up on time, I think the, coming up for the life application one and the other space, if if either he's going to write another book or or maybe we'll write the book, um, three big areas having done studied habits for several years now, practiced habits, is three, three sort of places it falls short depending on what you're looking for. There's a lot of daily habit stuff, which is a great place to start. But I would say it um, doesn't talk a lot about seasonal habits. It mm-hmm. doesn't talk a lot about how to break um, those bad habits that you maybe don't um, get to experience daily. So you don't get a lot of swings Absolutely. and misses at things like um, family holidays for me is a huge mm-hmm. problem, uh, which I'll talk about in the life application. And then generational sin. All right, generational sins and major. Huge, that's a huge, version. That's a basically a version of generational habits. And he didn't talk. There's just nothing in there about that. And those are ones that we'll talk about. I think the life application.
0: But, but um, I w- overall, yeah, it's worth a it, read. It is worth a read. And I would say if you want to change a habit and you have never read any sort of habit forming book, this is the perfect book to start with. Uh, what we're going to have is whether. Uh, you're following us on YouTube or even on our our website, Uh, there there will be a link to the book. Please click on it. Go buy it on Amazon or the place of your choice. Um, It's well, well worth the read. But hey, next podcast, next week, business application on the power to change. So we'll talk about what does it look like to utilize this book or even principles of this book as uh, Josh would consult with the business or as I'm coaching uh, executives and people in their uh, growth coaching but in the meantime, hey, go to the consultant, the reach out to us or whether you're uh, listening to us on Apple podcast, Spotify, you name it. Leave us a five star review or ask a few questions. Hey, wh- what about this, guys? We'd act- actually just love to hear about that. So until next week. Sounds
1: good. All right. Okay. Talk to you guys. Thanks, soon. guys.